This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Do the show, bitch! Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Reindel. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Do the show, bitch. All right, we are halfway home on a Tuesday, January 31st, the last day of the worst month of the year. I'm Woodsy, that's Paul Rindle, it's Benjamin Higgins. Got a uh, tweet from a guy I used to play adult baseball oh, with, oh, my buddy Kenny. There it is. His daughter used to come to our games many, many years ago. Her name's Delaney, and uh, she turns... 17 years old today. That is how long uh, I've known Kenny. Happy birthday, Delaney. 17. They're both tier ones. Uh, appreciate you guys listening very, very much and hope you're doing very well. Sounds like I could make some uh, good coin if we opened up like a GoFundMe toward a potential golf tattoo. So, one of the best radio bits in the history of radio that's ever happened, ever, 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 ever was uh, Howard Stern's producer made a tape, Ben, for a woman that he oh was in love with, right? He's texting somebody. He's not paying attention. I'm listening. You're no, not. I'm listening. No, I'm, I'm totally. No, I'm no, we know you can't. I'm going to wait. Listen, I'm going to wait. I'll wait. I'm good. I'll wait. I'm done. I should have put an NGL in there and said, Ben, you're not paying attention. Um, so anyway, so he made this love tape for this girl that he fancied, and it was the most excruciating thing and he set up a camera right and he was like look i love you man i miss you man he calls her man in it. <laughs> and it's about it's about 15 minutes long word got back to howard that this tape existed and howard said bring it in you have to play it and he said i'll quit i'm not doing it i'm not playing this tape you will never over my dead body will you ever see this tape like, i don't even know if i can find it he's like, i don't even i'll find it he goes if you find it you have to bring it in or you're fired. And he's like, fire me. I'm not doing this. I'm not. You'll never see this tape. And so they started, uh, people started calling. And they go, I'll give a thousand bucks to watch it. I'll give, I'll, and I'll give two. I'll give five. He, Howard's like, what's your number? And Gary's like, all right, if I make 25 grand cash, I leave with it. It doesn't go to a charity. I'm taking it. <laughs> then I'll play the tape. They raised it. And they it had listeners in. And they, they like played the theater. tape. They had a theater. They set up a theater. 
It's the most excruciating thing ever. But he walked out with like 25 mm-hmm. large in cash. Patrick just tweeted, and he's got five grand wow. on it if you get a golf tee tramp stamp. Wow. Somebody said put a golf flag back there, like with the, the, pin. the pin going down. All just like disappearing yeah, below, disappearing the, below the, the underwear line. Correct. <laughs> 19th hole on it. <laughs> just 19 on it. Go straight down. Where's the rest of that flag stick go? Sorry, we're talking about golf. Um what like what's what I mean, why would, not Ben? What would be your number? I mean, I think we've already hit it. Five thousand for <laughs> a golf tee. I mean, if it's just a golf tee, I don't think the nineteenth flag going all the way down <laughs> is gonna happen. But a golf tee? I mean, really? <laughs> tee? Just one little tee on his on his little lower back. And really, that would be the spot you get it. Not on your arm or something, like the side of your arm or like your forearm. For five grand, I'll I'll put a golf tee just about anywhere, actually. (laughs) On his neck. (laughs) All right, face. Probably not the face. A neck tat. I can't can't let it affect work. You go to Channel 10. Did you get a (laughs) neck tattoo? That number would be a lot higher. (laughs) For neck or face. Mike Tyson. The tear. A tear, but instead of a tear, it a would tea. be a tea. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, that was a really fun segment. Really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. Hey, so um, you're starting, you've told us before, your journey as a T-ball coach. Yeah. And I saw your tweet yesterday that you're getting your, your team assignments, and one of uh, Bo's teammates that you're going to be coaching is Tim Flannery's grandchild? Yeah. Yeah, his grandson. Uh, very excited about it, and I, I tweeted at Flan last night. I said I I, I actually need uh, an assistant. So if you are in that interesting, me telling a former big leaguer he can be my assistant, but uh, Flan obviously knew you know he knows what he's doing uh, out there. Certainly, I would certainly defer to any expertise uh, that he has. But I don't know that Flan's gonna it would would enjoy my coaching style very much because I will be encouraging the kids to absolutely flip that bat and have some fun, you know, do the dance, have a ball, man, because they're, you know, four years old, five years old. Um, You're going to be relying on the advanced analytics as well yeah. in constructing your Which I know Flan is, not, <laughs> Flan is not the biggest fan of, of... Now, would you put him in the third base coach's box? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which would be genius. He could bring all his World Series rings, which I believe he's got four? Three, three or four? Three on Flan. All with the Giants. All with the Giants, yeah. Three they won three. Yeah. But he's got like appeared in a World he Series. He appeared in a World Padres Series with the Padres. Player, you get a ring win. for that, but you get a ring for Nationally that. Championship Nationally championship ring. ring. Yeah. I've got a few adult league uh baseball rings I could wear. There I go again. And I could bring those out. I and mean, we'd have a good amount of championships between us. Um but I just think that's so cool. I'm I'm so excited to be uh, you know, teaching and coaching. I would definitely them. come out to see Flan just windmilling yeah, kids around five year olds around. He third dropped base. it. Go, go. go. <laughs> kids have no idea where they're running. You know, coming right down the line, like halfway, like they do. Stop, he stops them. The stop, 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 they have stop, no stop, idea. Stop. They have no idea what it means at all. They just run right through. So uh, he did not tweet me back, but um, I'm hoping and I'm I'm assuming I'm going to see him out at a couple games, which I think will be really cool. But yeah, the uh, the tin caps we. We tee it up here, Benny, uh, with the tin caps on uh, March 4th will be opening day. So you definitely don't want to um, 
you don't want to make any coaching errors. Then you're going to be under the microscope. Possibly. Yeah, I would. I would say so. I think there's a, you know there's a lot of pressure on me anyway, but there's a lot of pressure now uh, knowing a former big leaguer's grandson is going to be out there too. I felt bad uh, yesterday for the news. Obviously, we got a couple of 49ers fans on staff here. Matt Scraby, big 49ers fan, and uh, they got not only killed by the Eagles, but now. They got a real quarterback dilemma going as, into the offseason. As they usually do. This is nothing new for Niners fans. Every year there's like, who's it going to be? And and now it's it's basically injury related. Well, yeah. So Brock Purdy was diagnosed uh, with a torn UCL. I think Adam Schefter reported that for ESPN. That's that's the Tommy John ligament yeah. that you know pitchers have to get Tommy John surgery for. And he may need Tommy John surgery. They also have a procedure where you kind of repair the ligament. It's not... If you're not a pitcher and throwing 100 miles an hour, I guess there's different ways they can kind of fix it. But it sounds like it's a six-month or more a process of getting surgery and rehabbing, which could take him definitely into training camp or beyond with the 49ers. So if you're the 49ers, can you just trust and say, hey, Brock Purdy's our guy? Or is Trey Lance going to come back and still be your guy? Is there going to be a competition? Is... Um, saw Jimmy Garoppolo certainly out at this point. Probably, probably, probably. out. Yep. I I saw. Did you guys see the 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 rumor that people were talking about? You know, Tom you, Brady. Tom Brady coming in for one season, giving you know Purdy and Lance a chance to heal. I don't know when will Trey be ready. He should be ready for the start. For the start of the, of the season. Team, That's believe, probably yeah. your guy then. But if you wanted him to learn under a guy for a year, Tom Brady wouldn't be a bad one to do it. I don't know how much Tom Brady does that. I don't know how much he shepherds along uh, young quarterbacks, Ben, but I'm assuming you could glean a lot from him by just being in his presence. I I wonder, though, so if Brock Purdy gets buried due to injury, if let's say he takes longer for recovery, they sign someone else, Brady or someone else becomes their quarterback, and they have another successful season – could Brock Purdy end up like irrelevant? Irrelevant again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's so he's won every game he started. Well, he didn't win the NFC Championship, but he was four for four when he when he got hurt. I mean, he could have a basically almost perfect career and not necessarily get another opportunity. I I, I assume that some team is going to take a chance on him. But are you ready to go out and sign Brock Purdy as your starter if? If, you know, the 49 are you going to trade for Brock Purdy? I don't know that I would. Nor, nor do I. If and, I'm another team. And, and I, I don't know. I don't know. But you, what do you always hear about Kyle Shanahan? System, right? It's a system. It's a system where guys can come in and be successful. And I think he's proven that over the years. I think I think that's a pretty obvious statement to make, that Kyle Shanahan can turn a guy into a pretty good quarterback. Uh, so if Brock, if Brock Purdy, Ben, ends up going to the Panthers or – the Jets or something, does he immediately, is he still the Brock Purdy that can't lose? I don't know. I don't know that I've seen enough from him to go, oh, yeah, he's the next, like, big thing. Then again, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's taken that team, you know, to pretty great heights, he's on the outs, and nobody wants him. So I I think these guys are getting pigeonholed in that they're they're in the Kyle Shanahan system, and, you know, how, how much interest is there going to be in guys like that? And then there's the possibility of Aaron Rodgers getting traded, which has that could been be another discussed one. the last couple of days. Rodgers doing his Pat McAfee show thing, saying, yeah, no, I'm not going to be offended if I'm traded. It's It sounds like he's 
he's potentially greasing the wheels. Uh, it's been reported that the Packers' probably preference would be to trade, to trade him, him, yeah, and move on, on with the you know the Jordan Love era at this point. He stood in the way last year. He used his basically clout, his success that he has amassed as a multi-time MVP and a Super Bowl winner to say, "No, I'm not going anywhere." You're gonna force you're gonna force me out. You're gonna push me out the door before I'm ready to go. And basically he held a gun to the to the Packers and said, you know, you're gonna do it my way, and they they caved. And it sounds like if they he did that again, they probably would bring him back. But if he's willing to be traded, more than likely I would think that Aaron Rodgers would be traded. And and more than likely, I would think that there would be plenty of potential suitors. Of for course. Aaron Rodgers. I would think so too. Yeah, yeah he didn't Obviously, he didn't have a great season, but there were some injury issues there in the middle of the year and man, when he was struggling. I, and then as he started getting healthy, the Packers started playing better at the end and came within, obviously, that last game of making the postseason. And I can't remember who I heard talking about this on sports radio, but you know, um, if you're going to go out and trade for Aaron Rodgers, I think it's important to say, Aaron, you know, we need you to, if we're going to do this, we need you to buy in. Because the, the buy-in with Green Bay the last couple of years just wasn't there, Ben. He wasn't the guy. He It was funny because he would, he would bitch about his receivers dropping balls, but would never do the thing where, like, oh, yeah, we've been throwing together, getting timing, you know, getting in a rhythm, getting some familiarity. Would never do that with his receivers. But when they would boot one, he'd be like, you got to catch the ball, bro. <laughs> I mean, and at the end of the day, they do. They do, but the extra work, it didn't seem, was there from Aaron Rodgers with his receiving core every year. Um, so I, I think that would be an important thing if I was going to trade for a guy like that. Hey, man, I need you to buy in. You probably got two years left, Max. Buy in. Let's go win two rings. And I don't know what the salary cap situation is on a lot of teams, but I did see yesterday that the NFL announced it was going up $16.6 million from last year to a record $224.8 million. Yep. Which leads me to believe that there's a number of teams who, who even, you know, given his high number, still would probably find a way to fit Aaron Rodgers in. Now, the team with the most cap space is the Chicago Bears, and they, they seem happy with Justin Fields. That's, a, that's not a bad situation to be in. You've got a young, cheaper quarterback, a ton of cap space. I mean, I would look, if the Bears have a smart offseason, they could go out, sign some guys, extend some guys, and take a, a step forward, I would think, in this offseason. I think it's time for the Bears to take that step forward. It has been it's been pretty dire uh for Bears fans. And I like I like Justin Fields a lot. I think he's got a lot of talent and surround him with a, a good line and some good weapons, man, and, and let the chips fall where they may. And like you said, they're gonna have money to spend. So I I'm assuming they're gonna spend it and they're gonna spend a lot of it. And the other end of the spectrum, the New Orleans Saints are already projected to be fifty eight million dollars over the cap. Uh, and we'll have to, uh, you know, shed some salaries and and try to figure out a way to to get better without spending a ton of money this off season. Uh, and that's one, not a man. team that was particularly good last year either. So that that's a, a tough one. Bad situation to be in. But that's uh, that's a couple of the NFL headlines outside of the Super Bowl. I get you know someone asked uh, actually my wife texted. She said, "Friend, why do they have two weeks between the championship game and the Super Bowl?" And it's it's pretty much always been that way as long as I can remember. There were a couple of years where it was just one week. I think it's more of a a travel and logistics thing. They want to have those teams there for an entire week. And since you don't know which teams are going to play until that Sunday afternoon, 
it's just very hard to get them there as fast as you'd want to. Now, you could probably do it in 10 days, but what are you going to do, Super Bowl on a Wednesday? No, the better question would be, why don't they just move the Super Bowl to Saturday? Correct. Make it two weeks. Make it two weeks. Call it 13 days. For the love of God, we are beyond... We are beyond the least productive day in the world, uh, or in the country, every year is the day after the Super Bowl. It's like, there's numbers. We're better off here on the West Coast because the game ends at 6.30 to 7. Yeah. But on the East Coast, when you're at a Super Bowl party until 10, (laughs) the night before, it makes no sense. Yeah, why don't they do it on a Saturday? Other than we are trained to think Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday, day. right? Super Bowl Sunday, but it really would make. But more now sense. you got Monday night, you got Thursday night, you got Saturday games, you got Sunday games. I mean, at this point, Half the playoff games are played on Saturdays. That's exactly right. I mean, there's so, nothing conflicting. I mean, what? No college basketball games. There's nothing big that you couldn't move it. The, even to if that Saturday. even if there were. Nothing's going to trump the Super Bowl. That's Did you true. see how many Everything people? Else then that's moves. up to the NCAA if they want to schedule games yeah. around it. Did you see 54 million viewers watched the Bengals-Chiefs game the other night? A record number. 54 million people tuned in, or uh, homes or whatever, tuned into that. So, yeah, the, the, the NFL is king as it, as it pertains to the ratings. Ben, they could do it on a Monday at noon. <laughs> it's still going to pull the biggest numbers you've ever seen. Um, putting the Super Bowl on Saturday would be uh, remarkable. And I think it would be better for businesses. I think it would be better for everybody. All right, just a reminder, all guests on Ben Woods appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. A lot of reaction to the uh, the Dick Monfort statement. We talked about it yesterday on the show, but uh, someone went back and Put together an entire thread. It gets worse. Of the Rockies owner. <laughs> it's worse. And we, we'll definitely have to dive into this a little bit more. We'll get to that coming up. We also have some Coldplay tickets we're going to be giving away here Look in the second the half stone. of the show. Coming to San Diego, Snapdragon Stadium. So stay tuned for that. All coming up right now, though, a check traffic with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
Tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valente Friday nights at 6 p.m. It's Boomer Esiason and Mike Valente discussing the big NFL news and previewing the most important games of the week, which in this case, should I think a, we all know which one it's going to be. Should be a short podcast. The flag football There's, Pro Bowl game. That's right. They're doing the, that's right. They're doing the flag football and dodgeball and I don't know what else. Pie eating. Or <laughs> other <laughs> carnival games. Dunk tank, <laughs> egg toss, egg toss, <laughs> scrabble, the basketball goal that no one can ever make a basket for the big stuffed animal. Except the guy who works there. What's the who secret? Who can make to it that? every single time? Practice, I guess. No, it's, it's definitely the back. It's rigged. The, well, it's back, it's much smaller. Than you go. The, the rim is like bent. Do you bank it or do you go? I swoosh? think you gotta go. Up and uh, over. Up high. You gotta get it like dropping straight down. I've never made one. <laughs> Never. I never have. My buddy did. I've never made one. I've never seen anyone make one. My buddy one. won like an Xbox 360 <laughs> at a fair. Swishing. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So I don't. It's like, what, dude, here's 20 bucks. Can you get, do it again? Can when is one? when is that going down this weekend? Sunday. The Pro yes. Bowl stuff. I think it's Saturday and Sunday. Peyton's versus Eli. The whole oh, thing. Oh, God. Just lean into it without playing the game. And I, I'm not going to miss the game at all. Doesn't mean I'm going to watch the. Other things they're going to put on. Are they doing skills competition? Maybe I don't. I don't really know know. they're doing that. Because I really, when we were kids, Ben, growing up, the skills challenge—they had skills challenges on like every weekend. Hey, cool! It's OJ Simpson against Marcus Allen and the cast of Days of Our Lives. Like, what was that show called? That was called Battle of the Network Network Stars Stars. or something. Yeah. Yeah, which was great. It was really like good. Like obstacle courses. Yeah, so fun, man. I loved it. I thought it was good. But then they would have like the they would have like football skills competition too. Um now that that's something I would watch. I, I would watch that in a heartbeat. So the but Pro Bowl's in Vegas. Yes, it's in Las Vegas. And it's this weekend. Live Dodgeball Skills Challenge. Lightning round. Splash catch. Teams will toss water balloons back and forth from increasing distances. The tandem that completes all of their tosses advances. In the second round, players will attempt to catch punts from a jugs machine. And then thrill of the spill. Aim at targets attached to a bucket hanging above the head of an opposing conference's coach. This is your joking. This is from the onion. The bucket on the opposing coach wins and earns three points for his conference. This is your. This is for they me. have a longest drive competition. Okay, uh, golf. Careful. Four players from each conference will compete in a challenge to drive a golf ball the furthest distance off a tee. You get three swings. It's got to be within boundaries on each side of the fairway. Gridiron gauntlet, a side by side relay race showcasing strength, speed, and agility. Six players compete, forty yards in length. Breakaway walls, a section of climbing over walls and under tables, a tire run. <laughs> And a blocking sled carrying a legend coach across the finish line. They're doing a best catch. Two players from each conference will compete in a best catch competition, showing off their creativity, inventiveness, and talent. Doing highlight reel. It's like a home run derby, but for wide receivers. Dunk contest. It's like a dunk contest for (laughs) wide receivers. Kick tack toe. Each team's kicker, punter, and long snapper compete in a giant tic tac toe competition. The first team to complete a connecting line of three squares or hit five squares total will be declared the winner. I never thought I'd say this, but I'd 
I wish they would just play the game now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be much better than this. Yeah, as bad as it was. As bad as like, it was, let's just play the game. At least you can see, you know, Aaron Rodgers throwing Slinging it to some. Debo Samuel. Yeah, or fine, something. fine, fine by me. They're like, yeah, be careful what you wish for, because now we're doing kick-tack-toe. Kick-tack-toe? Kick-tack-toe. Kick, I'm assuming, toe. like, between the uprights, there's, like, a giant board, and not only do you have to kick it well, you have to get it in the exact segment you're aiming for. That might be for. interesting. Yeah, I actually want to see that kick-tack-toe. Or since the punter's involved, like, there's going to also be, like, you have to punt it and it has to, like, yeah. drop in a square. Oh, right. maybe, yeah. Well, I'll watch some of this, I guess. There's nothing else to do. I mean, they've stretched this out. It actually starts on Thursday oh. and goes all the way through Sunday. Those players are like, oh. I mean, they get to go to Vegas. Which they is can pr- go to they Vegas to go to anytime they want. So, like, there's probably no big practices. Remember, they used to have to practice. It's like $70 you have to, put in to go to plays Vegas. And you have to do the whole thing. This has got to be much better for the players. Much better. All right. Well, that's this weekend. It's my, we're doing my son's birthday weekend, so I'll, I'll miss it. This sure. weekend, it's is busy. about one big thing. Yeah, fan, fan fest. fest. Period. Fan fest. Can we give out some of the details? I don't know. A fan fest. I never now? know. Well, we we've already said we're broadcasting live from one to three. Yeah, and we have been told that you can find us on the first base side on the concourse behind section one twenty one. I think it is. It'll be part of the regular area where you're walking around. So. Lots of foot traffic, we're told, and Tier 1s come by and say hello. After say, the NGL that we just did, I'm I'm expecting to get my ass kicked out there, so I'm looking forward to that. Only, I will have brass knuckles on me, just Only so you know. if you talk about your golf game right. or tell people how to fan. Right. Or talk about adult league baseball. There's a lot of... Here, um, I took, wait, I took some notes. Yeah, you did. Um... Oh, and if Paul plays too many drops, that'll be a problem. Well, he can't play drops. He's going to be there. And we shouldn't do any segments about the gulls okay. while we're there. And then also don't be too cool for school while we're there. And don't play take on wood. I just okay. shouldn't be there. You just shouldn't be there. Right. Or I'll be there or I'll be there later. It'll be uh, me and Scraby, maybe. Right. You should work the afternoon so nobody has to hear your terrible drops. All right. All right. Adam says we can say who's going to be joining us on Saturday. This is I'm excited about this. Jake. Yeah. We got Jake. Cronenworth, in case you were wondering. Correct. And? Trevor Hoffman. Trevor. Just Trevor time. Just talk to Trev. It's always a good time to talk to Trevor Hoffman. Yeah. And And, uh, Jesse Jesse Agler. Agler. Can't wait. In person. I can't wait to give that man a big, giant hug. Oh, speaking of Jesse. (laughs) I saw it. Did you see it? I I don't think we're talking about the same thing. All right. (laughs) I was going to say the uh, second episode of The Grind dropped this morning. Jesse, if we you missed it last week, we talked to... Matt Janella from the Fire Pit Collective, who's putting together this series about, you know, the golfers who are trying to make the PGA Tour. Smaller tours, And yeah. Jesse Agler is the narrator of the program. Sounds and the, so good doing the golf. The second episode dropped this morning, so I'm looking forward to watching that. Now, what was your Jesse? Oh, Jesse posted an Instagram story of him on the mic in fifth grade, and then him <laughs> on the mic now and said, chase your dreams, people. It was really That's cool. Awesome. Very, very cool stuff. Was he good in fifth grade? Yeah, he's better than you are now. <laughs> I was worried about that. Yeah, he, he in fifth grade was better than you are now. I mean, it's this is what he was meant to do. Fine. Yeah. No offense. It's just it's Jesse. Is this your NGL <laughs> moment for me? Is this what we're doing now? Are you feeling bad that I didn't get enough criticism on our NGL? So if you'd like you're to go back to the NGL right now? and drop some criticisms of Ben, that would be fantastic <laughs> for Paul and I both. 
Paul's literal quote. Well, they hate you and me. I said, oh, good. <laughs> Fun bit. All right. Uh, let's let's get back to that discussion about the, the Rockies owner because I had a thought since our discussion yesterday that I didn't bring up yesterday. I don't know why I didn't about uh, the comments. Peter Seidler, or at least he implying that uh, he's spending too much money on his team and uh, that he's bad for baseball or at least bad for other owners in some way. Uh, so we'll get to that coming up again after the bottom of the hour here with more Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Woods pulls up the uh, the new thread of Dick Monfort's tweets or quotes. Let's go out to the phones quickly. Brad in Escondido called in, wants to join us. 833-288-0973. Good morning, Brad. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Good. Hey, I want to give Woodsy a tip on T-ball. Oh, good. I took, you know, college football, they put the little decals on the helmet? Yeah. So I made little white baseballs with little scenes on them, and every time a kid caught one of those, I glued it to his hat, and it equaled an ice cream cone to the season. That's huge. It cost me 65 bucks. That's not... Uh, but I'll tell you, every ball it. that went in the air, I had three kids yelling, I got it. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's really you know, good. You know what I did? And and I bought a giant bucket of Big League Chew. But, you know, they make um, yeah. they make individuals now. They're like gumballs, but they're Big League Chew. Right. So I bought a giant right. bucket, and what I was going to do was dole those out for, you know, hey, you you put bat on ball, you ran to the right base. What? I'll, funny thing is, yeah. now these days, I'm literally going to have to send an email and be like, Dear parents, are you okay with me giving your children big league two? I got to run everything up the flagpole. Yes, you do. For fear yes, of, of angering some parents out there, but we've yeah. got a great group of kids and parents, so uh, uh, I'm excited, awesome. man. I'm like, I'm like emotional. The other cool thing, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. The other cool thing it. I did is I taught I taught my kids how to roll their socks and did the old school, so it's right below the knee. Yeah, and so they look good. They didn't have the droopy slot socks, and then the very first game we sat out in the center field in a huddle. 
and then I put the blackout underneath their eye. So when we broke huddle, the other team was like, "Oh my god!" Like these, these guys look guys. like real ball players. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really excited to to watch these kids. I'll enjoy it. I'm going to man. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy every second of it. And uh, all right, and just the last tip for batting with the t ball. Never have the bat in front like a golf ball on your front foot. It'll yeah. make the kids pull the ball to the left side of the Just end. yank it. That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. That's exactly right. They're just they're just going to be hitting it. seeds. I will, man. Appreciate the call very much. Sounds very competitive. If they want to hit it the right to the right side, and there's hits over there. Give a chance to for a kid to make a play. See, the problem in t-ball is anything to the third baseman is pretty much a hit because you can't. Yeah. They can't get it over the first. Well, and if they do in time, Bo can make the throw, but there's yeah. not going to be anyone who can, can make the catch. catch. It. That's <laughs> sometimes a grounder to second could actually turn into an out just yeah. because it's close enough. Hundred percent. I I was wondering, what if they did stickers on the helmets like? In, in Major League Baseball, like they did in college football. Like, like good, Ohio State. Like you had a good play, yeah. And and every time you made a nice play, you added a sticker to your batting helmet. Like Manny would have an his entire helmet would just be stickered. stickers by the end of the season. Yeah. Haas would have like three that. stickers on his. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you had like three nice picks. Get a sticker for a home run when you hit a home run. I know. would be so... It would... It would be so um, like star stickers for great plays. I, I always thought I always thought it looked cool in college football when they do it to the, the the few teams that still do it. But like you, when they pan the sideline, there's always the guy that has like four, three, three or four, and then there's the guys whose helmets are full of Buckeyes or whatever they are. Um, it's like you just give everybody a base salary, and then depending on what position you play, like for every stat, good or bad, you get. You get more money. Like you get home runs, five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you hit thirty bombs. You just added fifteen million bucks to your contract. Yeah, that's exactly right. Pay uh, in- incentives. Yeah, I'm sure everybody would be uh, totally on board with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get a check of traffic. We'll come back and uh, talk a little bit more about those uh, new quotes from Dick Bonfort. Well, old new quotes from the Rockies owner after traffic here on ninety seven three The Fan. So I was thinking about this over the last twenty four hours. And the comments from the Rockies owner uh, essentially going, hey, I don't think it's good that the Padres are going out and spending all this kind of money on payroll, implying especially for a a team from a smaller market that he's putting a lot of pressure on these other owners, Peter Seidler, what he's doing. Our fans are going to start expecting this sort of thing, and that's just not reasonable. I mean, that was the essence of what he was saying. And the one thing that I didn't bring up that is fairly obvious I mean, this is it's great. I mean, those are the kind of owners you want in your division against your team. That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> such a really brilliant point. That, that's the perfect owner to have in your division playing against your team. Yeah, every year. A, a guy that's essentially essentially playing scared and has, has already folded. I mean, he's already folded on this season when you... You know, if you're a Rockies player, and I rest assured, if you're a Rockies player, you've heard the comments that he said, you know, yeah, I think we can play 500 ball. If you're a player, that sticks in your craw. It does. Um, you're a competitor. You're out there. You show up to spring training. You've been grinding your butt off all year, and then your owner comes out and goes, well, maybe we can play 500. And I don't think, Ben, it was some sort of motivational tool. I don't think he's some brilliant sports psychologist that says, watch me motivate this team and tell them that they can't do it and watch them go out and do it. I genuinely don't think they have the talent to do it, and that's because he's made poor move after poor move after poor move. So, um, yeah, this this guy Nick Groke, who writes for The Athletic (laughs) yesterday, is just phenomenal. Want to kill some time? Let's play a game. 
Here are some quotes from Rockies owner Dick Dick Manfart over the past 13 years. Guess the year in which he said these things. Not important at all. But uh, it's basically, this has been 13 years of this. We have a lot of talent. A lot of good things are going to happen. I think they're going to start happening this year. We have an extremely talented team. They're built to compete. It's time for them to take the next step. I think your goal has to be that every September you're playing meaningful games. That's really the goal for us, and that's realistic. We've got to draft well, develop good. Not, not, so far, no problem with, with anything he said. Well, well, I mean, there's a huge difference, though, because we've heard those quotes here in San Diego. We want to be playing meaningful games in, in September. September. Yep. That's a whole that's a whole different ball game from we want to win the World Series. It's farther than I thought. You know, I I think as a fan, I once convinced myself, hey, if you're playing meaningful games in September, then all you have to do is get hot in September and then that gets you to the playoffs and then anything can happen once you get to the playoffs and then you can go ahead and win the World Series. Uh-uh. I, I mean, yes, it's theoretically possible, but there are teams that go for winning the World Series. And then there are teams that go for hopefully playing meaningful games in September. And they're not really playing the same ball game, if you get my drift. No, they're not. They're not they're not playing the same ball game. And to win a World Series, you either need to be incredibly lucky one year, or you need to put yourself in position year after year after year and then hope one of those years the chips all fall correctly and you get the right health and you got the right matchups, and you get hot at the right time in October, and you win a World Series. But teams that just get in and sneak in once or twice every once in a while, rarely is it going to happen. Well, and, and they don't sneak in. They don't sneak no. in. They they haven't snuck in in, in a very long time. Uh, another quote was, I am patient. I really do believe in our players. The Dodgers didn't really change a lot. Did they have any big signings? Pollock was the only one, and he was hurt half the year, and yet they won, what, 14, 15 more games than they did a year ago. Uh, then this one is probably the one that's going to, I'm assuming he's talking about Arenado, but he says, I haven't seen many rebuilds that start with signing your face of the franchise, your best player, to a $260 million contract. So many things about this feel really right. He can help us win that elusive World Series. And then he was gone. Then he was gone and you paid $50 million to get rid of him. Um, yeah, it just, <laughs> he's talking about his GM. This is fantastic. I mean, it's, and it's not like... Nolan Arenado had like dipped, and you needed no. to get out from under no. a bad contract. No. He went to St. Louis and was a top three MVP candidate. Yeah, candidate. Talking when about he went to St. Louis. Talking about his GM. I think this was right after last season. I can't think of a GM in baseball that's as good as him. Granted, I don't know all of them. <laughs> no, I've not thought about firing Jeff. I have thought about firing myself. I think Bill has been a very steady hand from an organizational standpoint. He's done a great job. Yeah, they're just a, a bit of a train wreck right now. Um, and he's very, he, he seems very reticent to go out and sign uh, players, and it's really sticking in his craw that, that other teams like the Padres, and he mentioned the Phillies and the Mets as well, going out and signing players to improve their club because it puts so much pressure on them. Uh, to go out and do the same, which is exactly his job. That's his job as the owner to um, let his GM go out and, and improve the ball club, and they just haven't. I mean, they should they should really not be allowed to forget what a mistake the Nolan Arenado deal is. Yeah, and I'm sure I their mean, fans and, and will never let them you, forget. You can argue that maybe Nolan Arenado's a little overrated. He's still a great player. They're still going to be paying $16 million of his salary yeah. for him to play for the Cardinals – 
at presumably at or close to an MVP level again. Correct. That makes Nolan Arenado one of the biggest steals. Absolute steal. In all of baseball. Given where contracts are right now, the fact that he signed his deal you know, two years ago, uh, only had five years and $144 million left on it. So, you know, we're talking, what, less than $30 million a year. It's an absolute it's a steal. bargain yep. for Nolan Arenado right now. And you had him, and you, you not only gave him away, you didn't really get a huge prospect haul, and you paid money. I mean, that has got to go down as one of the worst, worst ever decisions that a baseball franchise has made. Yeah, just one of the dumber decisions I think that you'll ever see. And uh, hard to hard to wrap your head around that if you're a Rockies fan. So, yeah, he continues to uh, you know to stay in the news, and we'll see what happens. But you make the very astute point. I would love every owner in the NL West to think that way. That's exactly what you want uh, in the division in which you play. You want every owner going, yeah, it's not in the cards for us. Uh, it does, you know listen and we we talk a lot about pressure uh, on the San Diego Padres Bob Melvin AJ Preller this year um, pressure on you Darvish pressure on the, the the top of the rotation pressure on the bullpen pressure on Manny Tatis Soto the pressure is there it's my it's one of my favorite sayings in sports that pressure is a privilege because I'm telling you what the Pirates don't feel any pressure Diamondbacks don't really feel any pressure the Rockies certainly don't feel any pressure and that's not a good thing you don't want to go into Whatever you do for a living with no pressure on you, you don't want that. That's not a, that's not a way to, to win. And, and no, I mean, I'm not trying to be hypocritical here. I know the Padres were in the exact same boat yeah. with previous ownership, um, you know, with Jeff Morad. You know, the payroll is going to start with a three, and we're hoping to be competitive in the second half of the season. I've heard all those quotes from Padres ownership before. And you didn't like them then. Didn't love them then. Yeah. You know, tried to... Make the best out of it and hope, you know, and hope that things would turn out better than we expected them to, but they rarely did. So I know what it feels like. Dodgers have rarely had that. When they had Frank McCourt as their owner, they felt a little more like, all right, they can they can be beaten. This is not this is not a, a flagship organization right now. At this point though, the Dodgers are never gonna be a team like the Rockies. The Giants are more of an uh, you know, an upper half good ownership. They're not necessarily as you know, they're, they're spend crazy as the Mets or but they were will- the Dodgers, they, but they were willing. They to. are willing. Yeah, they uh, they almost had they Correa. Yeah, they went after Judge Hard. I mean, they're they are the team. The Dodgers obviously are are the gold standard in the West right now. They are they, they, until you know, and I know we beat them last year, but you know, until you take the the divisional, until you win the division over them, you win a World Series. Uh, right now, you have to look at them as the model. The team that does scare me a little bit in a couple of years is the Giants. I mean, they've got good ownership. They've got committed ownership. They've got a good GM. They know how to develop. Um, they've got s- some systems in place that that have helped them win a lot of ball games. They're kind of like in the weeds, lying in the weeds a little bit, uh, with some of their prospects going to break out in the next couple of years, too. So the window. The what, window, the window, the window is what we always talk about. What do you think about. about the Diamondbacks? I think they're going to be sneaky. Okay. You know, that's the, that's they're the one team that they they're not particularly scary. You know, they got that kind of a bad ballpark situation now, and you know, not a huge number of stars, but they played well in the second half of the season. They ended up seventy four and eighty eight. I mean, yeah. certainly don't expect them to make the playoffs this year, but they're not a team that you're going to enjoy playing. I don't think so either. And they've got some. They've got arms. You know, the arms. There's a few teams out there in baseball where. You look at them offensively. I think our, our pal Skip Schumacher's Miami Marlins is one, too. You know, 
they play in probably the toughest division in baseball. Um, but if you're the Braves, if you're the Mets, if you're the Phillies, I don't know that you necessarily enjoy going into Miami because you're going to get you're going to run up against four guys, you know, that 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 series that are all pumping up or 90s with exploding stuff. They've got good arms. So they're going to win some games where um they're not just going to be that rollover team because they've got arms and I feel like the Diamondbacks, they've got some arms too. They got a good crop of of young of young guys that can that can throw it, man. So as we know, we we had trouble with those guys a lot. So um, I feel like the Rockies are a team you need to roll over when you can, and I feel like the Diamondbacks you should beat a lot more than you lose to. But I f- feel like they're going to give us uh, some fits. Yeah, you know, Zach Gallon's going to he's good. He's going to have some good starts. Merrill Kelly's yep. a good pitcher. Yeah, they they are a team that worries me more than the Rockies, and the Rockies have bigger names. You know, if Chris Bryant bounced back and had a great season, I just. You just don't see it much with the Rockies, especially with that the ownership that they well, have and the leadership that they have. And I'm very happy about the the schedule. You know, the this year the schedule being a bit more balanced. You're not going to have to have those two dozen games or whatever it is we play in Colorado every year that it feels like. So um, now it's 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 good and bad. It's I good mean, and bad. You know, you're replacing six games against the Rockies though with. Three against the Yankees and three against the Red Sox, right. or whoever it is. I mean, you know, you're playing all the American League teams once, so you know you're probably giving up some easier games for some harder games. But you're but, also losing six games against the Dodgers that you're not going to have to play in the regular season, exactly. And games at Coors that you're not going to have to play, which really is is has been a bugaboo for this team uh, in particular. So yeah, I'm I'm I think it's going to be really cool to to see how the the new schedule plays out as well. But um, yeah, I mean I think the West is going to be the West. It's going to be the Dodgers, the Padres duking it out, and I think the Giants could sneak around and do something. They've added some pieces. And I think the Diamondbacks will be a team to watch. I do think the Rockies probably finished last in the division, though. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up with one more good hour. We'll get a Rindle report and some headlines coming up from Polly, and we'll give away those Coldplay tickets as well. Uh, coming to Snapdragon Stadium, so that is all next. Don't go anywhere. Ben and Woods continuing on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three, the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 